All right, I've just got one final question. General Milley, I can only conclude that your advice about staying in Afghanistan was rejected. I'm shocked to learn that your advice wasn't sought until August 25th on staying past the August 31 deadline. I understand that you're the principal military advisor, that you advise, you don't decide, the president decides. But if all this is true, General Milley, why haven't you resigned? Senator, as a senior military officer, um, resigning is a really serious thing. It's a political act if I'm resigning in protest. My job is to provide advice. My statutory responsibility is to provide legal advice or best military advice to the president. And that's my legal requirement. That's what the law is. Um, the president doesn't have to agree with that advice. He doesn't have to make those decisions uh, just because we're generals. And it would be an incredible act of political defiance for a commissioned officer to just resign because my advice is not taken. This country doesn't want generals figuring out what orders we are going to accept and do or not. That's not our job. The principle of civilian control of the military is absolute. It's critical to this republic. In addition to that, just from a personal standpoint, you know, my, my dad didn't get a choice to resign at Iwo Jima. And those kids that are at Abbey Gate, they don't get a choice to resign. And I'm not going to turn my back on them. Uh, I, I'm not going to resign. They can't resign, so I'm not going to resign. There's no way. Uh, if the orders are illegal, we're in a different place. But if the orders are legal from civilian authority, I intend to carry them out. That was Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican from Arkansas, questioning General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. It was during a September 28, 2021 hearing on U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. General Milley joined two other top military officials as witnesses for the Senate hearing, as well as the next day's House hearing. The New York Times called it, in their words, the most significant televised congressional hearing involving senior military leaders since General David Petraeus was grilled by lawmakers on the stalled war in Iraq in 2007. In this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, we'll use the C-SPAN video library to remember other significant hearings in Congress which involved military officials after this. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The deadline for United States withdrawal from Afghanistan was September 11, 2021, the 20-year anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks. September 11th was also the date that General Petraeus testified to the Senate, September 11, 2007. General Petraeus was commander of the multinational force in Iraq. He went before Congress to report on the situation in Iraq, what was called the Petraeus Report. Here's his opening statement. Thank you for the opportunity to provide my assessment of the security situation in Iraq 
and to discuss the recommendations I have provided to my chain of command for the way forward. As I stated in testimony to the two House committees yesterday and to the Foreign Relations Committee this morning, this is my testimony. Although I have briefed my assessment and the recommendations in it to my chain of command, I wrote this statement myself and did not clear it with anyone in the Pentagon, the White House, or Congress. Today I will provide a summary of the full written testimony I have provided to each of you and for the record. As a bottom line up front, the military objectives are, of the surge are, in large measure, being met. In recent months, in the face of tough enemies and the brutal summer heat of Iraq, coalition and Iraqi security forces have achieved progress in the security arena. Though improvements have been uneven across Iraq, the overall number of security incidents has declined in eight of the past 12 weeks. During this time, ethno-sectarian violence has also been reduced and the number of overall civilian deaths has declined, though both are clearly still at troubling levels. The progress is a result of many factors. Coalition and Iraqi forces have dealt significant blows to al-Qaeda Iraq and have disrupted Shia militia extremists. Additionally, in a very significant development, we and our Iraqi partners are being assisted by tribes and local citizens who are rejecting extremism and choosing to help secure Iraq. Iraqi security forces have also continued to grow and to shoulder more of the load, albeit slowly and amid continuing concerns about the sectarian tendencies of some elements in their ranks. Based on all this and on the further progress we believe we can achieve over the next few months, I believe that we will be able to reduce our forces to the pre-surge level of brigade combat teams by next summer, withdrawing one quarter of our combat brigades by that time without jeopardizing the security gains that we have fought so hard to achieve. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So far, we've heard moments from big congressional hearings involving the military in Afghanistan and Iraq. Let's include another country that has dominated American military tension for years, Iran. In the summer of 1987, a different televised hearing captured the nation's attention, the Iran-Contra investigation, looking into a secret effort during the Reagan administration to sell military arms to Iran in exchange for U.S. hostages being held by terrorists and to use proceeds from those sales to fund the Contra fighting force in Nicaragua. The televised hearings lasted three months. It was a complicated investigation. But key witness Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North used simple language when he testified on July 7, 1987. One note before we play this clip, you'll hear Colonel North mention a Mr. Neilds. That's John Neilds, the committee's chief counsel. Those are the facts as I know them, Mr. Neilds. I was glad that when you introduced this, you said that you wanted to hear the truth. I came here to tell you the truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm here to tell it all, pleasant and unpleasant. And I'm here to accept responsibility for that which I did, 
I will not accept responsibility for that which I did not do. You've heard General Mark Milley, General David Petraeus, and Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North testify to Congress for huge nationally televised hearings. One common link for the three, as witnesses, they all wore their military uniforms. So did Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman was National Security Council Director for Europe in the Trump White House. On November 19, 2019, he was called to testify in the first of the two impeachment inquiries into President Trump, the one involving alleged foreign interference in the presidential election. Colonel Vindman wore his military uniform to the hearing. In fact, he mentioned it in his opening statement. The uniform I wear today is that of a United States Army. Is that of the United States Army. The members of our all-volunteer force are made up of a patchwork of people from all ethnicities, regions, socioeconomic backgrounds, backgrounds who come together under a common oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. We do not serve any political party. We serve the nation. I am humbled to come before you today as one of many who serve in the most distinguished and able military in the world. The Army is the only profession I have ever known. As a young man, I decided I wanted to spend my life serving this nation and gave my family, that gave my family refuge from authoritarian oppression. For the last 20 years, it has been an honor to, and to represent and protect this great country. Next month will mark 40 years since my family arrived in, in the United States as refugees. One final military leader appearing in Congress in uniform, this time not in the congressional hearing, but speaking to the whole Congress, and this time to celebrate a top military official, General Norman Schwarzkopf. As the commander of the United States Central Command, he led all coalition forces in the Gulf War in the early 90s. On May 8, 1991, General Schwarzkopf addressed a cheering special joint session of Congress. After a 77-second standing ovation when he entered the House of Representatives chamber, General Schwarzkopf began this way. Mr. Speaker, members of Congress, and distinguished guests, it's a great day to be a soldier, and it's a great day to be an American. I want to thank you for the singular distinction of being allowed to speak to a special session of the Congress of the United States of America. Indeed, I am awed and honored to be standing at the podium where so many notable men and women have stood before me. Unlike them, I don't stand here today for any great deed that I have done. Instead, I stand here because I was granted by our national leadership the great privilege of commanding the magnificent American servicemen and women who constituted the armed forces of Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm. All these clips came from searching the C-SPAN video library. You can do your own searches for military officials appearing in Congress or any other topic you'd like. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar. It's easy and it's free. Thank you for listening to this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly.